This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more podcasts at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint. It's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. It's uh, the timey wimey thing. Timey what? Timey wimey? I've no idea where he picks that stuff up. Welcome to another episode of the Timey Wimey Brunch <laughs> Podcast Hour. Ro- I'm Ronnie. Jay's back with me. How are you doing, this, sir? Doing pretty well. This is the latest brunch I've ever had. I got. Right. I know, I know. <laughs> but that's what. That's okay. That's when we usually do it. But you know, holiday, <laughs> snow apocalypse, blah 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 blah. Well, we both had conflicts, so we couldn't have done it in our regular time. But. Yeah, that's okay. We can talk Doctor Who anytime. Yes, absolutely can. You ha- said you had a topic to talk about. Well, sort of. I don't. It may come out sounding very lame, but I was just thinking. Just a thought hit me the other day. It was like, okay, compared to other shows, we we get very little new Doctor Who when you think about it. I mean, they do 12 or 13 episodes in a season, and we get one a year, sometimes not even that. Right. And usually when other shows that do 13 episode seasons, they do two a year, or at least they don't have as big a hiatus, you know. Right. They might do 13 seasons, and they're off for four months or something, and they come back with a second one. And so, you know, it's like, so you get 13, basically 13 episodes a year of Doctor Who. And I was wondering, I know you're doing some of the, you know, watch along uh-huh. with the, on the podcast, but what do you do as far as watching Doctor Who during those nine months or 10 months hiatus? Do you go back and watch one or two shows at a time? Do you? A couple of days and binge watch a whole season, or how, how do you approach that? How do you do that? Well, I think for me, I haven't seen a lot of the older stuff, and if I have, I don't remember much of it. Are you talking about the classic Who? Back- yeah, the classic stuff. Yeah. Right. And if I, and like I said, if I if I did see it, you know, it's thirty plus years now since I seen it, and I can't remember yesterday. Nonetheless, 30 years ago, hardly. So, uh, like, uh, there, uh, let's see, was it last week or two weeks ago? I went down the Sylvester McCoy rabbit hole. And so, like, I watched the first episode where he became the doctor. And then those weren't really, like, um, they didn't have, they were, like, one and dones or, you know, four episodes for the whole plot so i could skip around instead of an overarching story so it's kind of like at least now that's that's what i've been doing is like um testing out all the doctors so that way I can, like i hadn't ever watched the trout in one until recently so i wanted to see what it was like because i heard people talk about it you know and then Pertwee, same way yeah it's hard to it's hard to get a lot of Troughton because a lot of his stuff was lost. Right. Yeah. We talked we yeah. talked about that last week. They were it was a BBC policy to reuse videotapes, so when they needed them, they just taped over them. 
So there's not a lot of trout and stuff. Um, now, uh, now, like the main, the current stuff, like I'll just go back to a couple of my favorite episodes, you know, from the newer stuff, like um, the 50th anniversary, the day of the doctor. I probably watched that like 12 times, I would say. And then Vincent and the doctor, I probably watched five or six times. But I, I hardly binge an actual season. And during the downtime, it's just plucking episodes here or there. Right. I was curious about that because you also have a different situation is that you've got family members that enjoy the show with you. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's, just, it's, you know, just me and my wife here and she couldn't care less about <laughs> Dr. <laughs> well, what about you? Uh, you know, I, when I was got to think about this, I realized that I'm watching amazingly little Doctor Who during the during the hiatus. I may go back and watch an episode here or there. You know, I I right. did about I don't know, about three months ago, I did go back and watch all of Eccleston's season over about three days. And I kinda of semi binge watch. Um right. I can't do the binge watching like a lot of Martin and some of these other guys can do. When you sit there for nine hours in a row watching TV. It's like, I, I don't have the time for it for one thing. And I don't have the attention span. To... Yeah. I used to be able to be able to binge stuff like that. But like if I watch more than three episodes, you know, I'm, I got to get up and do something else or, or change it to something else rather. Now I can binge read comics, but I can't do, I know me too. That's, <laughs> that's different. But I can't TV just like it's, you know, I got to get up and do something else after two or three hours. So, but I really, you know, I mean, I may watch, because like, all right, the, we had the Christmas special. Right. The Jodie Whittaker season is not starting until sometime in October. We don't know what. Right. So that's nine, nearly 10 months. And I would say in this 10 months, well, so far, here it is, we're into April now for Christmas. I think I may have seen one or two shows that I've gone back and just watched in this three months. So if, if I, if I, I, Unless I take that notion to do differently, I bet I won't watch more than maybe half a dozen shows in this hiatus. And well, that might help keep it fresh for me because I'm not—I get tired of TV shows pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Especially the shows that do a full 24, 26 seasons, 26 episode seasons. I will watch, um, and I—I I mean, there's been a lot of watch shows that I was really interested in, and. You know, they have full seasons, and by the third season, fourth season, I'm done. Yep. yep. I was that way with the I was that way with the Big Bang Theory. Loved that show. Absolutely yep. loved that show. Uh, same, same here. Uh, after like unlike, the third or fourth season, then I was just I was checking out. Yeah, and I think because it's just it was because bad, but no, I just think it just gets you know I've had it. What else, what else can you do? They start repeating a lot of the kind of right. same stuff, and so I don't know maybe. Maybe it's a good thing for me that they don't have <laughs> more Doctor Who than they do. Cause I might get a little bit uh, tired of it. But I, w- I would like to go back and watch some more of the old stuff. Because, like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen... Uh, See, like, the, the only exception to my rule, or to that rule, I guess, is Supernatural for me. Because it's on its 13th season. And I've loved, like, every season. Like, where it didn't... It hasn't gotten stale or whatever. <laughs> That was a show I never got much into. I've heard all good things about it, but I just never... Yeah. Something well, that struck my fancy. Yeah. And, and it's one of those shows that it's able to make fun of itself sometimes, too. 
you know, so it's kind of cool. But but I'd say that's my exception to the rule because I was trying to think like even like back when like Dexter was on or Lost even or something like that. Like I'd check out like fourth season or so, and then I was just like Breaking Bad, another example. Like by the time it you know the uproar to get it back, I was just like I didn't care anymore. But who's different, I guess? I guess so. Uh, well, uh, I mentioned something, and it brings up another question, too, because I, I know you read a ton of comics. You read a hell of a lot more than I do. Yeah. You read everything that's ever printed. I don't know about that. But I've never heard you mention reading Doctor Who comics. Do you read any of the Doctor Who comic books? Yeah, I do. Um, currently, I'm reading the Matt Smith and Capulti run. I think it's season... 11 and season 12, I think is what they call on that. But, like, I don't mention it, like, in our chats or whatever, because nobody else... I mean, you don't... You never mentioned reading them, so, like, I just don't bring it up, you know, because I, I don't think... It's, like, one of those niche things, like, where you'd have to like the property to, or, to already want to read it, I think. So Yeah, I think so. I... It's this is another and this is another odd thing. I've tried reading them and they just didn't click for me for whatever reason. It, like, it just it, like what well, do you the mean? One, well, the ones I tried to read were the Matt Smith and it just maybe I'm too invested in how the character appears like on TV. Yeah. But it, it just the character her at least at least this book that I read mm-hmm. it just didn't seem to have Matt Smith down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, His mannerisms, the things that he said just didn't seem to fit. And I know it shouldn't be that way. And I don't have problems in other things. You know, I was like, I read all Batman, but it doesn't matter if the the Batman in the comic books is like the TV characters or the movie characters. In fact, I don't give a rat's. I like it that they are different. So it's it's odd that that's that way with Doctor Who because I really, and everything else, I don't care that there's if it's a little different or not like this or if the show is not like the comic books i couldn't care less this for some reason kind of you know got to me i was like i read it i haven't read any of the uh books with the ninth doctor christopher eccleston and i probably need to i think i might enjoy them yeah because uh he was he really you know, he didn't get a chance to really fulfill all his potential i think right I as agree the doctor after leaving after only one season, so... Yeah. Uh, well, te- I didn't read any Who until probably, like, two years ago at Free Comic Book Day. They had one, and it started off an event, like a five-book five, five book event, I think. And it was, like, the five-ish Doctors, or the five Doctors, or something. And it had all... It had Eccleston, Tennant, Smith, and Capaldi. Like and one big caper, but they kept going back, back in time to all of the doctors during that five or six issue event. And after that, I was like, "Yeah, they're cool. I'll pick them up." Interesting. But those are the that event is the actual only floppies I have. Everything else has been that I've read has been digital. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Speaking of which, you said the five doctors. Did you have you seen that? show the, it's on the old series it was i think it was the 25th anniversary of yes. doctor who yes. five doctors yes i have 
that's a that's a good episode, especially if you want to try to get a, a taste of what all the doctors are like, because you see bits and pieces of them. Mm-hmm. Because Troughton, Hartnell had died, so they had somebody else playing the first doctor. But there was Troughton, Pertwee. They couldn't get Tom Baker. He didn't uh, want to participate. Yeah. So they kind of came up with a half-assed <laughs> way of getting him into the show. Right. By having him be froze, frozen in some sort of a temporal <laughs> something or other. And, and then Peter Davison, which he was nearing the end of his run, I think, when that show came out. But that's a, that was a good show as far as one of the better arcs. And it was, yeah, and it would be a good introduction if, if anybody wanted to sample what some of the original series was like. And of course, it has has the master in it. Oh, I'll have to check that out because I, like I said, I haven't seen that one forever. Again, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really funny, and there's a lot of humor in it because all these doctors are together, and they invariably don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially uh, Trout and Pertwee, uh, they just don't get along at all. Um, uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. I might wa- watch that on the train to C two E two. Yes, ah, C two E two, yes. But um, and then there's the five ish doctors. Have you seen that? Yes, I. Uh, I thought that was that <laughs> no. was pretty damn funny. Yeah, because well, it, it just reminded me when you said that Baker didn't want to participate or whatever, because Eccleston didn't want to participate in the fiftieth anniversary either, but they got him in there. Right, and Twice. by this time, yeah. By this time, Baker had mellowed, and so he was in. He was in the fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if he was. It was just too soon at that point because he. Like, he, like I said, he was the doctor for seven years. Yeah. It's almost twice as much as anybody else has mm-hmm. done that, and I don't know if he was just tired of it. Still, it was kind of too soon to come back, or if he just mellowed with old, old age or <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but he wouldn't. He didn't want to participate for a long time, and and now he's kind of come back to it. Yeah, that was one uh, one thing I brought up to Shane and Austin on we we did the watch along for for this coming week's episode of the of the Day of the Doctor, the fiftieth anniversary. Right. So this question came up to them, so I'm going to ask you, so everybody will hear it first, I guess. But with Baker and Smith coming together at the end. Yeah, for the first time, do you think that that was that's both successful or ratings wise doctors like coming together, or or most I, I know I know not like most popular because that's you know objective or whatever or subjective whatever, but like um from BBC Doctor Who rating standpoint, do you think that that would be what that would be? Um, it could be. I mean, I don't know that Matt Smith's shows were more. Well, the 50th anniversary was because that was seen by I think they estimated that was seen like 500 million people. Right. Yeah. yeah. Some ridiculous. I mean, it just it was a global television phenomenon. But I don't know if Matt Smith is. If you looked at his whole run, if his shows are any more ratings popular than Tenet. I mean, Tenet is really. At least the opinions I hear, he's kind of like the, everybody's favorite of the new yeah. series. Although you know, Matt Smith was pretty popular too, but yeah, I don't know. There was definitely by that little that little cameo in the counter. I don't know if it was just because he was the current Doctor, right? Yeah. But you know, um, and Baker said some things in there that 
we definitely definitely could be planting seeds for future shows. Like when he told Smith goes up to him and he says, I never forget a face. And Baker says, I know you don't. And in the future, you may be re- revisiting a few. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just the old favorites, he said. Yeah. And um, so you're like, okay, is there, are they going to bring back some of the f- older doctors? And how are they going to do that? Because, you know, I think Baker's the only one of, I mean, Troughton's gone. Hartnell's gone. You still got Baker, you Colin, got Tom, Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy yeah. and Peter Davidson are still alive. And McCann's still alive. And McCann. But the others, the, you know, the first of the guys, Colin Baker, Tom, they're getting pretty long in a tooth. So yeah, yeah if yeah. you're going to bring them back, you better do it pretty damn soon. <laughs> yeah. Because, but, you know, they, actually they were just, they planted some seeds, potential seeds of what they could do in the future. But, of course, you know, that was Moffat. Now Chibnall's taking over. He may not want to do any of that. So. Right, right. Which, I mean, it's. You know, it's out there for the open. Another interesting thing, since before we jump off to something else about that scene that I thought was interesting that I didn't think about when we rewatched it, but where they're looking at the uh, stasis painting or stasis cube right. or whatever it's called, and Baker meets Smith there because both of their Tardises, or all three of their Tardis, or yeah, both of their Tardis are in there. And then Tennant leaves and says he doesn't want to go. And Matt Smith makes the joke that he always says that, or I always said that, or whatever. Yes. Um, the octagon-shaped things, like when um, Tom Baker in Tom Baker's control room are yeah. on, are on the wall. So it's almost like because they're supposed to be in a gallery, but you don't ever see any other people looking at any of the paintings you just see the unit people and then the doctor and the companions right so is he actually a curator of a museum or are they just parked inside the tardis uh, you know that's i don't know i'm not i think they may have deliberately made that ambiguous yeah yeah because you're right nobody else goes in there and Baker makes more than one allusion mm-hmm. to things that would indicate he he is a doctor. He like the you know the I, I know you don't you know I never forget a face. You know Matt Smith is implying right now that you know, this was you are a previous incarnation right. of me of us you know right. And but Baker kind of goes back and forth. Then he makes another joke of oh I'm talking about Gallifrey. Yeah, you know, like he's talking about he starts making this starts talking about like he actually knows things about Gallifrey and where it is. Mm-hmm. Because it's not lost or fallen. Right, it's not lost or fallen. Yeah. Then he tries, then he backs off from that and saying, "Oh, I'm just a humble curator. I'm sure I wouldn't know any about about any of that." Yeah. But I think that's just that's a ruse. Yeah. And then but he then, gives his his trademark, who knows thing. Right. And then the the humorous the joke that they make there is, I think Matt Smith asks, "Is that what I'm supposed to do now? Go looking for Gallifrey?" And Baker says something like, "Well, I think what I if." what I would do if I were you. And then he laughs and goes, maybe I was you, or maybe you were me. You're right. Yeah. And then he, he says, congratulations. <laughs> Shake Matt Smith's hand. <laughs> kind of like a very ego driven thing. Like, yeah, you're, you know, congratulations. You're the heir to me. Right. So, uh, yeah, that, I think there's ever possibility that they were, that this was just part somewhere in the TARDIS, this gallery. Mm-hmm. And they were just parked inside itself type thing. Yeah. 
like a different room of the TARDIS that we hadn't seen. Like the library and the swimming pool and the wardrobe room and tons of other rooms that they mentioned that we've never actually seen before. Yep. No, there's just, like on the surface, that's just like a cool scene, you know, because a previous doctor is talking to another doctor type thing. But then if you actually sit there and think about it and then like look at the the core on the walls and, you know, pay attention to what each one says to each other, then, it, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was kind of kind of cool. Well, there's certainly something about it because they chose to limit it to just Baker, Tom Baker. Yeah. yeah. They could have brought they could have had him Sylvester McCoy, Peter Davison, Colin Baker. In the 50th, but they didn't for whatever reason. Right. Probably a saturation thing because it's like, okay, you've already got Matt Smith, uh, Tennant, and P- John Hurd as the war doctor. So it gets ridiculous, I would think, maybe if you start having six, seven, eight <laughs> doctors in. It would get Marvel Infinity War-ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think, I think, um, I don't know. I think the Doctor Who fandom is pretty intelligent about they may not have seen much of the classic series, but they at least know about it and they know who the characters are. Yeah. That was my thought was that they were afraid that a lot of people would be looking at like, who the hell are these guys? Right. And, yeah, that's a good point, but, too. But I think most of the I think the majority of Who fans at least know about the classic series and enough that they could be recognized that they're not totally ignorant of it. Right. Oh, there's some, I'm sure. Yeah. Because you can have it to where somebody who's never watched it watched it and still enjoy the hell out of it. But then, you know, somebody like me who hasn't seen everything or has been a Who fan for a long period of time could pick up on certain things. And then someone like you who has been a Who fan longer can pick up on other things. So, like, there's just, you know, different stages. But I think, like, even parallel to, like, comic books type thing. You know, where there's actual layers on layers of things in that episode, but then there's also the first-time watchers can watch it and enjoy it as well. Yeah. And I think they really try to make make that effort that you can start watching any season, or even not even wait till a new season, just start in on episode, any episode and uh, understand most of it. I mean, they don't, they don't make it completely... I don't know what the term is. It's not not evergreen, but I mean, they don't they don't shy away from referring to things that have happened earlier right. in the mm-hmm. season or in the past, or right. you know, the doc, doctor's bringing his fifty four years of history with him, right, right, and they they were write that into the characters. So there's some things that uh, you know people wouldn't recognize or references that would go past them, but they, I don't think it would be to the point where they're lost or can't follow the series. Yeah, I agree. Because because like we're gonna they're gonna have that again. They're gonna have a a bunch of all new audiences with Jodie Whittaker simply because you know first female Doctor. Right. There's gonna be a lot of people I think that oh, yeah. never seen it. They're gonna be jumping on. Mm-hmm. I agree. So they will have to they'll have to balance that. You know how how do we satisfy new audiences but still not alienate. dumb it down? Yeah. Alienate or dumb it down for the longtime fans. Right. So it's still just that's not an easy thing to do. I wouldn't. No, I would say that's, that's going to be a daunting task. I think, honestly. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if we're going to get if we would get another like crossover like that. Like recently for this past Christmas episode, we had the two Doctor 
episode. Right. I, you know, boy, I don't know. That's a good question. Or we're just gonna stay, or we're gonna leave that one on the shelf for a while and and not, you know. I mean, probably not anytime soon. I would think, because yeah. I mean, really, there was the fiftieth yeah. anniversary, and then we went. We didn't bring in the first Doctor till the end of Capaldi's third season. Yeah. So you know, an entire three season, four years without it. I doubt. You know, it's kind of like. If they do it, I bet they don't do it for several seasons. Yeah. Especially with as big a change as they're doing right now, a female doctor. They, they'll want to give her time to... Get her sea legs. Uh, well, you know, spill into the character, establish the character and before they started bringing in old incarnations. Because oh, that's, yeah. that's a whole new different uh, dynamic when you're talking about this, a female doctor interacting with all these old male doctors. Yeah. Although, it'd be, there's a lot of humor in there. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's, and that's I don't, what I, I love too. Is I, I wish, I wish we got to see more of the John Hurt War Doctor, just because I like watching that fiftieth. I think he's my favorite part of the whole thing, <sighs> to me. Yeah. Anyways, and he did such a damn good job. It, it what's amazing about that is he, he didn't know, pardon the expression, he didn't know shit from Shino about Doctor Who at all. Right. He had never watched the show, never seen, had no idea what. All this stuff was, and that he did—he was brilliant in that show. Um, no, yeah, even like the the reason why he was who he was, to his Mad Maxery type outfit, to right. uh, just everything. It just—I mean, of course, it's John Hurt too. So you know. Oh yeah, he's just the John Hurt could. You could just give him anything, and he could do a brilliant job acting. But you know, he really, yeah. He really did a good job of portraying that remorse yeah. and pain that he felt for doing what he did or was about or was wanting to do. Yeah, and and if you think about it, his portrayal of the War Doctor adds another layer to Eccleston's Doctor because then you get yeah. to see why he was such a dick or such a well, I don't want to say dick, but like uh, I can be a dick at times. Okay. <laughs> Or the serious business doctor type thing, you know, because he was still going through that or he was still holding on to that emotional baggage guilt type stuff. Right. He was the, you know, he was definitely, Eccleston was the morose doctor. Some of what we saw with Capaldi, especially yeah. early on. Um, but yeah, Eccleston was definitely, you could tell he was still carrying the scars pretty badly of the time war. Yeah. And what he had done, yeah. and yeah, I, I think Hurt laid a good foundation for that, where you could see that, where it uh, traveled over. But I think even more amazing was it, he brought that seriousness, but he brought a damn good amount of humor to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially when he first meets the t- <laughs> tenant, and he's like, "Am I having a midlife crisis?" Yeah. And you know, you're me, and then he kind of halfway looks at even that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the, why are you pointing your screwdrivers at me? They're not water pistols or... Yeah. Um, what are you going to do, assemble a cabinet? <laughs> yeah. So he, Yeah, he was just brilliant in that. Did you see the film um, V for Vendetta? I'm sure you have. Yeah, yeah, I have. He was good in that, too, as the Chancellor. Yes. He was also the voice of the dragon in... What was that? Merlin? Was that what it's called? 
I, I think, think I, I didn't I see that. I think that's what it was called. It was a, I think it was a British TV show too about uh, Merlin when he was like a kid, like a teenager type thing, and he and that his voice was in that. But yeah, he also I don't know. There was a show came back. It was on as a British TV show from the seventies. It was a mini series. Hi, Claudius. Okay. If you ever get a chance to read, pick that show up. It's good. It's it's about the first four. Sort of the story of the, of the first four Roman emperors, uh, but it mostly focuses on Claudius, who was the fourth. No, wait a minute, fourth Augustus Tiberius. Yeah, he was the fourth emperor. It's a really it's more the way they filmed it. It's more like a, a play that's being filmed than a than a movie. Okay. But okay. it was he plays he plays Caligula, the third emperor, who was batshit <laughs> crazy. I mean, he was yeah he was he was uh, insanity, know. insanity on a cracker. He was and <laughs> hurt, hurt. He was very young. He was probably in his twenty, mid to late twenties when he did that role in the seventies. And it's damn good. It's a thirteen part series, I think. I don't know if it's on. I know it's probably not on Netflix or so or Amazon Prime or any of those. But you might find it somewhere. Okay, well, I'll take a look for it for sure. If you like anything historical, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that, I I dig historical stuff for sure. That's a digression, but that's just a, that's another one of the things hurts. I think that's probably maybe the first thing he did, or he got a lot of notoriety for it. Probably sort of career making, um, making show or whatever. Show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I do not have anything else. Do you have anything else? Not this week, no. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. You want to plug anything? You got anything coming up? Uh, yes. This will probably come out before, but on the next episode of Best of the Rest, an indie comics podcast, uh, Dennis and I interviewed Michael Morisi, who was the writer of the series, image comic series, Roche Limit, but he has a new book, new series coming out from Vault in the end of April called Wasted Space. Okay. And we had a conversation with him, and he's going to be at CTV too. But he doesn't—he's not going to be at a table or any panels or anything. So he's just going to be kind of floating around, floating around. So I hope to meet him. I hope we get a chance to meet him. But that's cool. Um, well, I am at Rombar three sixteen. In Twitter, I'm. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. Uh, yeah, you are at at J forgets. And then uh, best of the rest is at B O T R at B O T R comics. And the show here is at Timey Wimey Hour. Um, if anybody has anything that wants Jay and I to talk about, or Austin and Shane and I, or whoever, tweet us, tag us in something, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and we are out. Okay, you used to be me. You've done all this before. What happens next? I don't remember. How can you forget this? Hey, hang on. It's not my fault. You're obviously not paying enough attention. Reverse the polarity. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols.
I demand to be incarcerated in the tower immediately with my co-conspirators, Sanchez and Grandad. Grandad? They're not Sanchez.